Glenn, baby, what's happening? You got that itch? You got that scratch? You got that monkey on your back? We know that monkey don't go away. It just takes a little break for a while, but it's always there. What you need? I need everything, Michael. I, I feel it. I feel it there. What you feel? You jonesing? You jonesing, jonesing for something? I, I, just, I can't stop. I need... Look at my hands. They're shaking. Oh, I know exactly what's going to calm those hands down. Tell me, Mike. This podcast contains spoilers for The Man with the Golden Arm. You have been warned, baby. everybody and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio where we've got the itch for the scratch or whatever you need to get the monkey off your back. Mm-hmm. Hello everybody. And this Hello. here is Miguel Magusto. Did I say that already? I said <laughs> Glenjamin Button. You whatever. didn't say yourself. I'm yet. so uh, high out of my mind from this movie. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Not literally though. Yes. for Please don't come knocking sure. on my door cops. Please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Glenn? Listen, I'm I'm doing good. I'm not doing bad. I'm a little little tired, little sleepy boy. You know, mm-hmm. holidays are coming up. We're prepping. We're getting ready. Yeah. But other than that, I've I've just been decent. Yeah. I watched uh, two whole movies, one oh, with wow. you and well, one without you that we're going to talk about with you. <laughs> yes. But uh what what uh, uh what movies? Well, I guess you want me to talk about them since you already well, one, yeah, one I watched with you, we did a review. It's called Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's yes. a pretty decent review if you want to watch us be funny in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I watched The Man with the Golden Arm, which we will be getting to here in just yeah. really a millisecond, honestly. Just a millisecond. Well, I watched four movies, uh, contrary to my ratings. Mm-hmm. I just changed a bunch of ratings because uh, I was making a list. I had a top 100 list, but I was like... I really don't know after like 25 how I'm ranking them exactly. Yeah. So I just, I put all my five star ratings on there. And then there were some on there where like, I would say that this is five stars. Like it's not a perfect movie, but I love it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's why those showed up. But I watched four movies uh, this past week. The first one is a film from 2020 called Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an independent movie um, directed. Uh, why did I not have this ready? You silly goose. Good God. It is directed by Eliza Hitman, also written by Eliza Hitman. Uh, and it's essentially just the 17-year-old girl in uh, rural uh, Pennsylvania. Um, not not like the liberal area that we live in. is like the conservative area. And she mm. gets pregnant and wants an abortion. So her and her cousin go to New York to get an abortion. And it's just the struggles of that whole situation. Very interesting film. Uh, I, I, you know, very understated. It, it's a, one of those independent movies that's like, not going to blow your socks off, but it's just a really good story mm-hmm. and, uh, told in an interesting way. And, you know, fun independent movies are fun. Oh, well, it's not fun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's a good independent movie. It's not a fun independent movie. Uh, then I watched Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, there is a review on that on our YouTubes. Uh, you can check that out. Yeah. Then yes. I watched Titan or Titane, Titan, um, which, Glenn, I don't know if you know about this movie. Some of our listeners might know about it. It is a French movie that uh, did very well at Cannes Film Festival. 
uh, or Cannes Film Festival, and it is uh, essentially about this um, woman who is a stripper and a serial killer who fucks a Cadillac and becomes pregnant. Very lucrative business that she's in. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, There's a video of me on my Instagram reacting to one of the more horrific (laughs) scenes. Um, So if you want to see, you know, very few movies make me have visceral reactions like that. Yeah. Um, But that I, I... her her movies always do uh, Julia Docker now or however you pronounce her name. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is a very weird but well made film. You're either gonna roll with it and love it, or not roll with it and hate it. Yeah, and uh, I I really really enjoyed it. I, I I would say I loved it. Um, it doesn't. It definitely has you know pacing problems, but overall, it's a very good movie. Oddly heartwarming in a way. You'll have to see to know what I mean because it's spoilers past that. Um, but yeah, those French people make weird movies. Gotta love them. Yeah, and then I watched The Man with the Golden Arm, mm-hmm. which we will get into right now. A junkie must face his true self to kick his drug addiction. Short yeah. and sweet and right to the point. I accidentally pulled up The Man with the Golden Gun, which we had See, confusion I've about that, that last week. I've done that multiple times looking this yeah. movie up this week. Golden I just put arm. The Man with the Golden, and of course it goes right to it. Yeah, <laughs> even when you type in the full thing, that's yeah. the first one. Like, I know what I'm talking about, IMDb. Uh, mm-hmm. Directed by Otto Preminger, written by Walter Newman, Louis Meltzer, and Nelson, and based on the novel of uh, by Nelson Algren. It's starring... Uh, Frank Sinatra, Kim Novak, Eleanor Parker, Arnold Stang, Darren McGavin, Robert Strauss, uh, and a few others. Dora Morande. I don't mm-hmm. know who that is. Well, I know who she is in this movie, but her, her name just popped up. Um, but yeah, this was a, a streaming roulette pick. It was the most intriguing out of the three we watched. And Glenn, I have one burning question. Tell me. What'd you think? Ah, Mike, what I thought. Thank God you asked. Um... I was kind of surprised with this movie, to be honest with you. Um, mainly because everyone in it is an asshole. And yes. here I am thinking, sitting on my own, I'm like, wow, why are people like they are? It's mm-hmm. driving me nuts. Mm-hmm. And then there was one shining, shimmering person in there that really just made me fall in love with her the whole time. Molly, why are you the way that you are? Why are you so good and kind-hearted? How dare you, lady? Oh, it, no, it was actually really uh, pleasant surprise, especially uh, from Frank Sinatra. He actually did really well in this movie. Um, yeah. Really just having no experience with him as an actor before, I was surprised at how well he at least did in a movie, for sure. Yeah. So that that was that was cool to see. That's Obviously, that's the main reason I picked it, if anybody watched uh, or listened last week. That's that's why I picked this movie, Yeah, we, sure. we both leaned that way mm-hmm. uh, because of Frank Sinatra. Um I uh, I agree with you with everyone being an asshole pretty much. It's from the get-go when they're trying to make like a one-armed man dance for a drink. Yeah. Just like, we're going there that soon? Mm-hmm. Ugh, I hate it. Uh, but um, I, I, I agree Frank Sinatra did really well and Kim Novak did really well. Uh, but beyond that, I didn't really like this movie that much. I felt mm-hmm. like it had a lot of pacing issues. 
um, where it just felt really slow and and didn't really pay off yeah. uh, towards the end. It, that, that, uh, that's just my opinion, obviously. Um, but I, I was kind of disappointed with it in that sense where, you know, the whole thing is mm-hmm. about, like, the movement of jazz, more or less, you know, with his character being a jazz drummer, the soundtrack being jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, it's a th- running theme, but then so much of the movie is just stagnant. It was kind of, you know, yeah, missed opportunity, in my opinion. Especially since none of it really had any of the jazz in it. Like, he... He gets out of jail recently, um, going into a little bit of the plot here, obviously. Yeah. He, he gets right out of jail, and uh, he's kind of like a recovering drug addict who got busted at what I'm assuming is an illegal card game. Um, yeah, well, they kept calling him dealer, and for the longest yeah, so, time I assumed he was a drug dealer. Same. Because <laughs> we live in a world now where gambling is legal. I forgot that it was ever illegal. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's weird to think about there. So I'm assuming... He was uh, busted for illegal uh, gambling, mm-hmm. um, and and you know recovered while he was in prison. Getting out, or well, while in prison, he he got over it by either uh, playing the drums or doing some other recreational things that obviously weren't recreational drugs. Um, so he yeah. just you know he just chilled, relaxed in there, and picked up a hobby of drumming. And then he gets out, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be a drummer. I've got big passions to be a drummer." And then for a little bit there, we had. Uh, what was going to be him like going and doing the drums and stuff like that and then it's just never in it for at least a good hour yeah. of the movie it's, it's just like uh, it jumps back to his his habits and like um obviously old habits there die hard mm-hmm. and uh so he a lot of the movie was taking place with that but like it barely had any of the the drumming that he was trying to get back into um, obviously he fought a little bit with uh, molly's character on him trying to get back into it but he never really did jump back into it yeah that, that's kind of that was kind of more the little plot points was that more yeah, than the actual I, I drumming like, itself <laughs> i feel like they should have focused on his drumming more because it would have really showed the stakes e- even uh, even, even when they did show it the very first time they showed it he's playing something that like you and i could play mm-hmm. with two well, seconds if, of practice like, with his his like his little ticks that he not really ticks but his hands shaking showing how bad he is at drumming mm-hmm. and like how he's like doing badly and very just poorly at drumming and like him like looking at me like I, I, I need it i need the fix i need it to steady my hand again I can't play like this. Just anything like that. But we never really got anything like that. He kind of just walked up to his room. Yeah, he he just refused to go get high. (laughs) Yeah, he refused to play drums when he was like, you know, coming down and his hands were shaking. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, like I, I was hoping that like, you know, and I don't know if Frank Sinatra ever played drums. I know he's more of a singer. Yeah. But I was really hoping that they would just have one scene where they would he would wow you with his drumming, mm-hmm. and that just never came. Like it's I I'm <laughs> not a drummer, and I could do probably ninety percent of the stuff that he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I like you know with a day of learning could probably do the other ten percent. Um, there was there was one point where it actually had me scared, where he did actually sit down in front of some people, like professional people. And at the I, audition? Yeah, and I yeah. actually got, like, flashbacks. I got PTSD flashbacks. I was like, oh, shit, somebody's going to get a thrown or, like, a chair thrown at him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like how, Whiplash? That's how bad Whiplash has <laughs> rendered me. <laughs> no, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, oh, boy, where's this going? And then they were just, like, chill. They were like, yeah. They're like, yeah, just take, it, take him on. The, they didn't even say anything when he got up and left. They are like, yeah, that's about right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the one thing I think 
that this did well was how difficult it is for people who have spent time in prison to rehabilitate to the mm-hmm. point where, you know, the cops come and pick him up literally as he's about to go to his audition or, or for an interview. And it is, you know, it just makes me mad at the American justice system because it really is like that. There's there so many things that when you're out of prison that it's just so hard for you to rehabilitate, whether it's the system or people judging you because mm-hmm. you your past mistakes or, any, or something. Uh, it was, uh, I thought it did that really well, but that was just a small percent of it. Um, and yeah, it was really just right in the beginning. Right in the beginning, and then the rest of it was just people trying to get him back into car dealing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, or, dr- or drugs, period. Or drugs. And uh, let's talk about the, the drugs. Like, I know this was the 50s, and they just had the pass-fail censorship system. Mm-hmm. But... The, the, if anything, the way they show the usage of drugs in this is probably more harmful than good because they just make it seem like, oh, he does drugs and then he calms down for a bit. Oh, yeah. Super. And he's super shooting heroin. Said. It's not like he's just like shooting smoking heroin. He's shooting heroin and they're treating it like it's <laughs> weed. Like, and it's, then, like a day later, he's like, man, I feel great. Yeah, I feel that, great. Oh, man, I've never felt better in my life. This, yeah. is, this is a brand new day, and I love seeing how beautiful it is. And that's kind of the problem. What? <laughs> like, to get on a little soapbox here, that's the problem with censorship is that it it, it kind of it doesn't show you the realities of a horrible situation. With mm-hmm. violence or anything, it doesn't show you the realities of violence. It doesn't show you the realities of drugs. Uh, it doesn't show you the realities of, like, you know, sex abuse or anything. It, it, it really just candy coats everything. And, you know... I for a second was just like, yeah, maybe I'll do some heroin. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking this, yeah, this I'm, must I'm thinking feel good for this, a half a second. I could stand to you know relax a little bit. Um, <laughs> no, but it, it, it's just when I was watching, I was just like, this is just so backwards with how censorship should be or is or anything. See, like, see, they made they made alcoholism look bad more in this film than, yeah. than the actual heroism. Or, yeah. Well, heroin. Heroism. Heroin, heroin addiction. Heroism, yeah. He was a real good hero yeah. when he yes, shot up that needle. Um, but it was just kind of laughable in a sense. And I, yeah. I knew that's not any fault of the directors or it's just the t- of the times. Yeah. That, that's what they could get away with. And, uh, you know, just kind of funny in that sense. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's just kind of a very stylized movie where, like, they spoke with a slang so frequently and so th- like such a thick accent. Mm-hmm. I I kind of wondered to myself like, did people actually speak like this, or is this just Hollywood exaggerating? Because <laughs> who who actually it, knows? Because uh, spe- specifically the character Sparrow, played by uh, Arnold Stang. Oh my god! He just speaks so fast and so like and you don't understand what he's saying most of the time because of the I'm, slang he's using. Speaking and, of that character, I was just. I'm so glad he was in it as, like, least... In the beginning, he was in it a lot, and then yeah. he kind of drifted away. I'm kind of glad he... Nothing against the actor. I just think that character was super annoying. For, like, if he stayed throughout the movie, it would have yeah. been bad for me, at least. But yeah, he played it great. <laughs> he did play it great. Um, there's, you know, performances are probably the strongest thing about this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, with the exception of uh, Eleanor Parker, uh, who plays Zosh, and that's probably more so her character, but yeah, it she, was just a bad role, bad character, yeah, annoying she was performance. Very overdramatic. Um, yeah. And I mean, 
definitely the most uh, hated character for me in this whole movie, for oh, sure. If you didn't think that she was a horrible <laughs> person, did we even watch the same movie? Because, like I said earlier, everybody, everybody's really just a piece of shit in this movie, honestly. Yeah. Even Molly has her flaws, and she's like the angel in this. Zosh is the worst, though. Zosh is Because terrible. she lies about being paralyzed. She's Grandpa Joe from she, Willy Wonka <laughs> and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> she lies about being paralyzed, which is bad enough itself. But she yep. lies about being paralyzed so someone won't leave her. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's you know, toxic times a it's thousand. Like, it's like opposite Stockholm Syndrome or some sort of, I don't know how I was yeah. going to explain that. But it was, it's, yeah. oh, he can't leave me if I can't walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess he'll never find out the little yeah. shit. And <laughs> when, uh, when she pushed Louis off the stairs yeah. did you laugh as hard as i did oh my god i died that was, so, was so fucking funny fun. it was so Especially awkward he pushed and then it was just oh <laughs> he she like she pushed him a little bit because it cut from her pushing the real actor yeah to pushing a dummy yep so like the the strength difference in pushes was so great it, it was, was like it was so great and it because it was a it was a doll it didn't have like any leg movements or anything so it was just like a straight it's like moving a plank of wood and like yeah. throwing it Ooh, just super yeah, stiff some, and just hilarious sometimes i feel like we uh are a little bit spoiled in, oh, in modern spoiled moviegoers because you know i feel like that was probably really effective in the 50s yep they Not walked so, so we could run they they walked <laughs> so we could fly and then fall <laughs> yeah Oh man. oh man, but uh, yeah, this—I mean, this movie—it it surprised me. I might have given it a higher rating than I probably should have. I might have to think on it a little bit, but yeah, uh, it, it did surprise me with how good it was. Specifically, the performances. Everyone was a piece of shit, but everybody played that so well that mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, I, I can't be mad at them for that, really." Yeah. Um, so that's that's where it basically surprised me the most. I am sad that the you know the instruments and like uh, the music really didn't take a, a hold as much as I wish it had. Well, it was overbearing at sometimes. Like yeah. when the first time he does drugs after leaving, they're just like they're following Louie as he pulls out like instrument by instrument, drug by drug, and she's like, bah, mm-hmm. bah, yep. bah, mm-hmm. bah. <laughs> <laughs> it just it's just doesn't make too much, you know too much uh tension or anything it's just kind of overbearing um but yeah like there's so much that is good about this movie that really like i would have rated this a lot lower if there wasn't as much uh as much to like about it it's just it could really use an edit uh and you know i know obviously they can't because most if not all the people involved in this are already dead Mm -hmm. but they if they did like reshoots or, or some things, it's just it, there. There's enough here where it is almost a good movie, and in a way that kind of makes it worse because it's is like there's substance there that is just not fulfilled because of uh, editing timing and a, a, like one or two bad performances. Yeah, there was uh, I was another thing I was surprised about is some of the sequences in the cinematography was really well done too. Yeah, um, I would agree like, with that. Like uh, when he was like taken back to jail the first time there mm-hmm. um and like like that guy freaking out and then like the camera like sways back and then uh frank sinatra like leans up against the bars and it zooms into his face it was very mm-hmm. like 
uh, handled well there. I would but, agree. I mean, other than that, there was, like, a lot of portions where you saw people's shadows, which back in the times, very hard to not do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you still see some movies nowadays with the camera shadow. Yeah, very much um, so. The the uh, the hope is that the movie's good enough where you're not focusing on the place where the shadow is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but, it, it wasn't even that distracting in this because you're sitting there like, eh, that's, I mean, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's two other things I want to talk about. Let's talk about it. Uh, and then I'm I'm done so. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the first being, uh, was were they insinuating that he went through withdrawal and you know the whole cold turkey thing in a single day? Because that's what it felt like. I mean, it either or like too well. He he didn't do drugs for the, the are you talking about the last part for sure. When he's locked in Molly's room, it it so, felt like. So when he was locked in Molly's room, that had already been at least two days for sure. Okay. Because that was the or like that was after um, all that shit that happened with the the card dealing, and he stayed up for two nights already there. Yeah. And then he knocked knocked the homie out on the second night, went to Molly's or went he went somewhere. Okay. So it was basically the third or fourth night, okay, I think. Okay, that, that makes sense, because I, I just Googled it, and it says it generally takes two to three days after the final consumption. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay, never mind that. It just felt like a single... I mean, it, was it, like, it did feel like that. They they, they handled yeah. that a little bit, at least poorly. Like yeah, and again, that's like an editing thing. Like, they could have yeah. made it more clear. Uh, but there's a, you know, a Heath Ledger movie where the entire premise of the movie is him and his girlfriend locking mm-hmm. themselves in their... Uh, their apartment to go through withdrawal i'm trying to yeah. find out candy that's what it is candy. i believe that's with uh yeah abby cornish as well yeah um man, check that movie out that's a good movie mm-hmm. about drug uh rehabilitation and addiction <laughs> uh but yeah that that was just kind of it felt awkward to me and then the final thing which is one of the final moments of the movies when zosh is being arrested and she runs away and she throws herself off the balcony, but she has to blow her whistle one last time. Yeah, that guy. Oh, my God. It, you know what I wish? Hmm. That that Frank Sinatra, you know, she went, she was like falling off, and he grabbed that whistle, and it yanked it off her neck, and she fell to her death. How about that? <laughs> that would have been better. Yeah. Um, Maybe not yanked it off her neck, but like, like he was trying, trying, to, trying save to save her. her. Yeah, and I knew then what it you broke, meant. you know. Yeah, that would have been that would have been pretty. Yeah, and pretty then, nice. and then the EMTs coming up to to her and like checking mm-hmm. her vitals. Yeah, well, she's dead she, as shit. Uh, what, the, what are we gonna do? <laughs> I mean, she, she fell from three stories. There's yeah. still a chance that she could live. Uh, and <laughs> I'm pretty sure even if someone you suspect someone is dead, that you still can't just move them without. You know, mm-hmm. safety precautions. I could be wrong about that. But that, uh, you know, because if she wasn't dead and you just thought she was dead, she's definitely dead now or at the very least paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it was just kind of funny and awkward how long it took, too, for them to check the vitals and then just be like, oh, nope, we're going to take her off screen, carry her. Like, she's, this is a wrap. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, th- there's there's a lot to like about this movie, but there's more to dislike about it. And ultimately, for me, the pacing is the killer of it. Um, but yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, I think same for me, honestly. Yeah. So that brings us to the judgment for the man with the golden arm. Does it become a little shelf boy with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden? Uh, I think it's pretty clear for me. You know, this has to be mm-hmm. a unanimous decision. So I'm just going to rip the bandaid off. I'm going to say no. I think that's, there's a lot better movies. Okay. 
uh, from this era that are, you know, they're probably some dealing with addiction too that are better. Uh, I know there's better Frank Sinatra movies. Um, this one did not impress me. I wish it was better because there was, a, you know, a lot to like about it. But, you know, ultimately, I'm going to say no, it doesn't go on the shelf. All right. Um, from there, I guess I'll just say I did really enjoy this movie for the most part. Um, but, I mean, regardless, I mean, I don't think it even would have made it for me either. I think I, I really would recommend it. I don't know if I'd put it on a shelf, though, sadly. Yeah. I don't even know. This this might be the furthest you and I have ever, ever differed. I don't even know. I, other I than know other that, than Mr. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know if I would even. Uh, or Mr. Nobody. Yeah, Mr. Nobody. Yeah. See, I don't even remember it. Because, uh, but yeah, you don't even want to get it the, the satisfaction of finishing its yeah, name exactly. So, <laughs> the man with the golden arm does not make it on the shelf, uh, with the likes of Apostle and Handmaid, and that brings us to our assignment for next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the holidays are upon us, this is coming out after Thanksgiving, and we got a you know, a little holiday treat. We're gonna do three holiday movies in a row, it's gonna be a fun time. And my pick, I'm pretty sure you haven't seen this, Glenn. Oh, uh, you know, this is this is a a little known film. Uh, I haven't seen it either. Um, that you know, I figured that this was a good chance for both of us to watch this. Uh, a film that you definitely have not seen called Jingle All the Way. <laughs> <laughs> that little chuckle. Made me so happy. Uh, so I I legitimately have not seen this movie. Um, I love this movie. <laughs> I, I, I figured that, you know, if I'm not going to watch it for KFR, I'm never going to watch it. Yeah. So not, not that I have anything against this movie. It's just one of those movies that I haven't gotten around to watching. And I'm not going to watch it unless I make myself watch it for KFR. <laughs> so Jingle All the Way is going to be on Amazon Prime. I believe there are other places you can watch it. I uh, think I saw Hulu, but I It's on Hulu, it. yeah. And yep. then you could rent, Disney rent it. Disney Plus. You can rent it on other things as well. So Jingle All the Way, directed by Brian Levant, or Levant. I'm assuming it's Levant because that sounds better. Uh, written by <laughs> Randy Cornfield, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, uh, Sinbad, Phil Hartman, R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, Rita Wilson, also known as uh, Mrs. Tom Hanks Wilson. Um, you know, hmm. she she kept her last name, but she took his first and last name for her first and middle name. I don't know where yeah. I'm going with that. Uh, Robert Conrad, Martin Mull, Jake Lloyd, who, you know, people need to stop ragging on him for Phantom Menace. Uh, Jim Belushi, and many others. Uh, so Jingle All the Way is a father vows to get his son a terrible man action figure for Christmas. However, every store is sold out of them, and he must travel all over town and compete with everybody else in order to find one. And something about cookies, too. Um, so yeah, Jingle <laughs> All the Put Way. Put the cookie down! Put the cookie down! Uh, I love Phil Hartman. That, mm-hmm. If I'm honest, that's like 90% of the reason why we're watching this. Absolutely. Uh, he's, he was one of my favorite comedians. I learned about him after he died, but mm-hmm. didn't find out he died until I watched a bunch of his stuff, and then yeah. I was sad when I found out he died. I, I remember him majorly from Toy Story, or not Toy Story, uh, uh, small, small toy soldiers, yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. We did yeah. it on KFR. We we um, did do that. Yeah. So Jingle All the Way available on Amazon Prime. Every holiday season, there's one toy everyone has to have. I want the Turbo Man action figure with the arms and legs that move, and the Rock and Roller jetpack, and the Boomerang shooter. Getting it is every child's dream. 
Whoever doesn't can be a real loser. Finding it. You got the doll, right? Is this father's nightmare. I'll get that toy. I promise. Whoa! Nothing like waiting till the last minute, I would say. Especially on Christmas Eve. That is our assignment for next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review. Uh, Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. Too. YouTube, Keystone Film Review. There's too many of these now. TikTok, mm-hmm. Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when my Arnold Schwarzenegger accent does not get any better. I am Turbo Man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy as I'm actually a decent Arnold Schwarzenegger like impressionist, but I'm just terrible when it's coming to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> mine goodbye, sounds, everybody. Mine sounds a lot better in my head, but I know it's terrible. It's like, <laughs> goodbye. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Ho, 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 ho.